And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with Patty Conklin as we talk about the incredible healing powers. Patty, would you say you're psychic, intuitive? I would say I'm intuitive. I, I wouldn't necessarily um, classify myself as psychic. <clears throat> my my ability is to be able to see those particles in the body. And so for me, when I'm working with somebody, I need to hear their voice. Um, and that way the particles start changing in their body. Um, I think a psychic can figure out maybe ahead of time what's going on. Uh, intuitively for me, though, I need that um, that hearing their voice, seeing their picture, um, to be able to see where the particles are blocking within their body. Your 2014 book is called God Within, The Day God's Train Stopped. Tell me about that title. Yeah. So um, when I was seven, I had what I considered to be a visitation uh, from a non, non-religious family. But I was told three things that 38 to 42 would be my um, greatest uh, growth years, and that 42 to 62 would be my greatest contribution to humanity, and that I could come home then if I wanted, and that the purpose of my walk would be to teach people to become insubstantial without transitioning. And so as I was getting close to my 38th birthday, I had a dream, and I was on this train, and there was all sorts of paranormal stuff taking place. And, um, and Jesus and Mother Mary appeared, and not two that I would normally think of for messaging. Um, but they said, you know, it's, it's time to begin your work. You can get off the train, uh, train stopped. You can get off the train and live your life the way you want to live it. Or you can continue on and do the work that you were asked to do as a child. And so I said, put the train back on. And uh, fully expecting to pass when I was 62, um, my sons and I had a long talk about that. And, you know, coming up on 66, and I'm still here, so I guess I'm still working. Um, but for me, it was a commitment of, um, of really letting, letting my gifts work. You know, the, the book I wrote, actually, in 1996, um, but I was so busy um, that I just didn't feel like I could take on more people. Yeah. Um, and then, and then in 14, finally decided it was okay to go ahead and publish it. Let's talk about emotions for a little bit, uh, Patty, if we can, yeah. you believe emotions are stored in our body and that's not a good thing, is it? No, no. I, I think that emotions storing in the body, I think we can take every single case of disease, no matter what it is, and find that emotional core. You know, before we had microscopes, I mean, people had a bum knee, you know, they had a, a, you know, crick in their neck, whatever. We were very generalized in how we spoke about it. And as time went on and we began the labels, um, I think the labels then in, the, in and of themselves started creating fear. And the fear then got stored in the bodies. And, you know, now we create what we fear um, because we label it. But I think that everything has been a core emotion. And and it's really getting in there and looking at what it is. I mean, I think if we're in a space of unconditionality, which, you know, so few of us can maintain that in a, in a 24-hour day. But I think that, you know, that 
adds into our immune system. If we look at the subtle energy fields inside of our body, and, and to me, that's the energy field that we came to this planet with, in science, we call it our immune system. And so every word, every, every word and the emotion that we give that word is what's storing in your body. And so I, I say to people, if we're looking at a sunrise and we had no ability to hear or think or speak, and we just had our eyes to look at that sunrise, it's our words that give meaning to that sunrise. It's a fantastic sunrise, or why did I bother to get out of bed this morning? I couldn't see it. It's our words that give meaning to what we're seeing, but it's the emotions that we're giving those words that store in our body. Were any of these techniques that you practice handed down from the ancients? I believe so. Um, you know, one of the things that, that I'm looking forward to now as I've passed my 62nd birthday is to actually study um, and read what other people have written. But I do believe that it comes down from the ancients. You know, because I'm self-taught and I've never read anyone else's work and I've never really looked into it, um, but people will say, you know, what you're, what you're teaching seems to be ancient uh, information and bringing it back around of really being present in how we're speaking. And, you know, I think anything can be said um, in, in a respectful way, in a loving way, um, even if it's bad news. So I, I do think that there's ancient practices in, in what I teach. All right, let's go to Amy in Chico, California, first-time caller. Hello, Amy. Welcome. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure thing. Go Hi, ahead. Amy. Um, hi, how are you? Good. What can? What's your question? Um, I recently lost um, somebody that I really loved. And I was just wondering what that could um, cause harm or what you see that causing harm, hearing my voice right now. So causing harm within you? Yes. Yeah. Question? Yeah, I you know, I think that grief is a is a process we're all gonna go through. Um, I think that what's important is to remember the good things um and stay as positive as you can. But one of the things that your voice is indicative of of where you're storing that grief right now is um in your liver area. And so I would you know, for you, I would really look at, um, you know, using color and just saying, what color do I need um, to remove the uh, grief from the liver? But what's also in there in terms of emotion um, is some frustration. And whether that's coming in with other people, I don't know. Um, but I'd really focus on your liver. And yes, I know it's coming out in, in uh, many different ways. But let your grief run its normal course because it's going to, but don't get stuck in it and and really work with, with that frustration that's sitting in, in, in the liver right now. Does that help, Amy? Yeah, that does help a lot. All right, thank you. Let's, Pardon? Let's go next to Julia in Louisville, Kentucky, east of the Rockies. Hi, Julia. Go ahead. Hi. Yeah, good morning, and thank you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, back before Christmas of last year, I was diagnosed with stage two colon cancer. Had the surgery this past February. They removed a four-pound tumor. 
I'm undergoing chemo right now, which is just, I am. That's tough. It, well, it's just, uh, I feel like I've gone several rounds with George Foreman every day. It's draining. Yeah. It sure is. Yeah. And it, it's yeah. just, I'm, I'm seeking other methods of healing because I, I, I'm over this. I, I want to, you know, my desire is to just heal this and get back to living, you know, without being tied down to all this. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stop doing what you're doing, but. Oh, I'm not. I mean, you know, but it's just the cause of it though, uh, because I feel that, you know, there was a reason for it and I don't want to have a repeat of it. Does that make sense? Sure. I mean, one of the reasons I think that people reoccur in diseases within five years is because they didn't get the emotional core out. Um, in the immediate, however, when you're having your chemo, and the chemo is important. I mean, there's, there's Western medicine that's, that's a necessity at times. But you can be saying when you're having your chemo, what color do I need to remove the excess chemo that my body doesn't need right in the moment? And let your body be the regulator of it. So you're still getting chemo, getting rid of what you don't need, and lessening your symptoms. And so, you know, it's important. And people will do it all the time. And they'll, they say that, you know, there'll be stuff just kind of seeping out of their pores um, in the excess. So continue what you're doing because that's important. But it's understanding the core emotion that is creating the cancer uh, to begin with. And that's what really needs to be looked at. But for the short term, really, what color do I need to remove the excess chemo from my body that it doesn't need um, to heal this cancer? And and work with that. And you'll and you'll find within a couple of days that your symptoms will be less. You'll be thinking clear clearly. But continue the protocol. And, um, you know, it's always, it's always a wonderful thing when you can have a di dialogue with your oncologist about what's really taking place. Um, but you need to get in there and understand the emotion that created um, the cancer to begin with. That's, that's critical for a continued healthy life and not having a reoccurrence down the road. And, Patty, once again, how do you find the color that you need? So you'd just be saying to your body, what color do I need? to remove the excess uh, chemo. The first thing that comes to mind that you see, that you hear, or that you trust, and remember there's no such thing as a bad color. We're just looking for frequency. Breathe in through your nose, bring the color in through the bottom of your feet, straight up your body, and out your mouth. And about 10 minutes of it. You don't have to spend a long time every day. You could do it a couple of times a day if you want to. Um, you could also be saying, what color do I need to increase my energy by 80%, say, uh, for you and uh, Julie, and, and breathe in again, whatever color comes in. Even if it's black or red, doesn't matter. We're just looking for a frequency. Breathe in through your nose, bring it in through the bottom of the feet, straight up your body. And so you can accomplish a few things. You can, you can help your body deal with the chemo, but you can also help your body with uh, eating better, um, you know, being able to keep food down and, and also giving yourself more energy so that you can get through what you need to get through in the short term 
and then turn your attention to the core emotions. We're taking your calls with Patty Conklin as we're talking about your health and frequencies in the universe. Let's go next to Dory in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hello, Dory. Thanks for calling. Hi. Um, yeah, so uh, I've got, uh, like I was told, I've got a really bad thyroid that's pumping out calcium, and uh, they want surgery, but I didn't have insurance. I can't do it. Oh, geez. So uh, they were telling me that it's also causing kidney failure and brittle bones because it's sucking the calcium out of my bones. And right, right. So so thanks for, for calling, Dory. Um, I'd suggest two things for you. Um, the thyroid that they're talking about, it's the core is really in your adrenals in looking at you. And so I would be saying, you know, what color do I need to balance and and uh, and make my adrenals um, 98% effective? And and so as the adrenals come back into alignment, I think the thyroid will also come back more into alignment. But they're treating, you know, they're looking at the thyroid, but the thyroid's not really the issue in your body specifically. It's the adrenals. And so the other thing is using color works. You can be saying, what color do I need to increase my bone density um, by 60%? Um, Really understand the power you have within. A diagnostic is wonderful because it helps us understand what's taking place in our body. But we have to look at where our emotional core is. And for you, you've spent a lot of years in that fight-or-flight mode. And so it's the adrenals that are really throwing off your hormones and throwing off your thyroid. For you specifically, so work with those, and good good luck with that because I know it can be scary, but there's a lot you can do within the adrenals. Once you get those adrenals balanced out, I think you'll find your thyroid isn't being as uh, affected. Patty, do you do hands-on healing at all? Um, you know, I wouldn't call it hands-on healing. I don't need you, to you lay hands on someone if I'm going to. Um, you know, let's let's take an example where where you know God, Father, Source for me um, says to remove a disease from someone. It's rare, um, but in those cases, I typically have to touch and uh, just kind of suck it out of their body into my body, and then you know I process it for 48 hours um, and and within my own body, and then it leaves. But, um, you know, that, those are the times when I need to touch. Those, those are the times when I'm told to take a specific disease uh, from someone. Are you ever concerned about getting that disease from the individual? Never, never. It's, uh, it's uh, typically 48 hours of vomiting and diarrhea for me as I process them. Um, and it's nonstop during those 48 hours. But I've never, ever been concerned about taking it on. Um, I remember a nun with Stiles disease, and I had been asked to take that. And, um, and I remember her coming into my office back when I had an office. And, um, and I had a full docket of people that day. And I said, you know, can you come back at the end of the day? Because, you know, I've been told to take this from you. And I'm not going to have enough energy to get through the the day. And so she came in at the end of the day, and I pulled it and uh, went to her doctor, and and it was gone. So, you know, those are rare, but my body does process it, and I just don't get worried about it. It doesn't even come into my line of thought. 
Let's go west of the Rockies. Doug's with us on the big island of Hawaii. Hello, Douglas. Go ahead. Uh, hi there. I don't have any physical problems, but I feel like my mental health is pretty jacked up at the moment. And okay. So, yeah. What do you think's causing that, Doug? Pardon me? Pardon oh, me. Um, what do you think's going on? I have uh, empty nest syndrome all alone, trying to figure out what I'm doing with my life, and that's about it. Right now, I'm door dashing. All right, sir. Hi. All right. Well, that's a very valuable uh, job, by the way. But go ahead. It is. It is. So, so Doug, one of the things that can be helpful when we're in this transitioning spot is to to look at is it a transition, right? You're moving from one place to another. You're moving from from one state of mind to the next state of mind and make it a positive one. And so, you know, one of the things that can really help is if you're using color works to kind of get your mental state back in sync and kind of get a direction of where you want to go. Um, I would be asking, you know, what color do I need to uh, clear my mind and be focused? And, you know, when I tell people to bring that color up through the bottom of the feet and out the mouth, for you, I want you to take it all the way up through the top of your head and, um, and just move it up through so that you're getting your neurons and, and getting your brain involved. How often? With it. How often, Patty? How often? Yeah. Um, do it every day and do it for 10 minutes a day, um, twice if you want to do it, but really move it through. I think you're right on the um, precipice of a really awesome uh, shift in how you think. And, um, and I think that that's right around the corner for you. So help yourself and, and really uh, do some journaling um, if that helps you at all. I don't know if you've done it in the past. All right, Patty, um, we're going to come back and take final calls with you in a moment on Coast to Coast AM. And we're back with Patty Conklin. Patty, has anybody ever come to you distraught, just broken down, and you have to build them back up again? Oh, yeah. Yeah, many, many thousands. Um, I think that that people go through so many different phases. And when they reach out and they're just totally broken, um, it's really important to help them understand that, you know, they can they can change thoughts. They can learn from what they've experienced. Um, There's always positive that's good that's come out of, you know, good things that's come out of bad and uh, just help them. Uh, realize that and start looking for um, the positives in their future. All right, let's go to final calls. Let's go to Mayat in the city of New York. Hey, Mayat, go ahead, hon. Mayat, you with us? She has fallen asleep. Let's go to Nancy in Bedford, Massachusetts. Know that area well. Hi, Nance, go ahead. Hi. Um, I don't really know where to begin, so I'll just mention like three or four things. I have I've had a heart, uh, I had a heart attack about 25 years ago, and I had another one about three years ago, and um, I have problems dealing. My grandfather died when I was seven, and I still feel guilty about it. And I just uh-huh. I don't like it when people lie to me, and I hold on to a lot of this, and I try not to. But lying to me is just about worse than anything else you can do. And um, I used to have, for about eight years, I had these weird stomach pains that 
doctors didn't, could never diagnose, and then they stopped, and then I started getting chest pains and gas pains. So I just feel like I'm coming unglued. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to I want you to remember and and have hope you're not coming unglued. But one of the things that you're mentioning, you know, how you've had the different symptoms of the, you know, stomach and the heart attacks and so forth is, you know, when your body doesn't get your attention one way, it'll get your attention another way. And so the body's always looking at it gives you symptoms in order for you to look at behavior. And, um, you know, six to seven was a really pivotal time for you. <clears throat> and I think that, that you need to go back to that, you know, what, what, what was being lied to. And like I said, it's not a core event. It's, it's more understanding, um, you know, why, why you get upset when somebody's lying to you and the guilt that you're carrying. Those two can go hand in hand. And I think that, you know, really work on what color do I need um, to remove the guilt and the frustration or anger in, in this case, um, you know, from my, from my uh, heart area and, um, and just or abdominal area uh, start. But I think that, you know, when your body continues, like when you start getting a list of symptoms, it's your body's way of saying, hey, you stored in an emotion here that's not good for you. And so let's work with it. Um, you know, everybody can be forgiven. Everybody can, can um, uh, you know, we can walk away from people that, that, you know, we just don't jive with. But it's understanding that they can't make you angry or they can't make you feel frustrated. Those are emotions that you choose in the moment. So let's work on getting a healthier way of looking at it, um, looking at whatever it is you're, you're dealing with. You know, you don't want to continue having these symptoms. And so really start looking at your emotional coordinates and, and see what emotions are really first and foremost in your life and start working with those to shift them to a positive. Um, it's, it's easy. It's not always, you know, it's not always uh, instantaneous but work with it for the next month and and because the symptoms themselves are just an indicator that your body's saying hey i really need you to work on on the emotions that are stored here and get them out is there any kind of a case you will not deal with patty not really um you know if i'm if i'm working with someone who um you know is seeing a psychiatrist or um, you know, if it's mental illness, I'll typically work hand in hand with their psychiatrist. Um, you know, sometimes you've got a soul split, you've got multiple personalities, and getting those pieces of the soul back into their soul will dissipate the multiple personalities. They still need to be with their psychiatrist some until they get used to their new way of life. Let's go to Kay in Kentucky. Hello, Kay. Welcome to the program. George. I really enjoyed your mother so much. That was fantastic. Oh, she's a great lady, isn't she? Oh, she is. And Patty, thank you for taking my call. Um, I was um, I I was doing fine. Um, I was energetic. I liked to dance, and everything was going well in my body until 2016 August. And I was sitting at a stoplight, and a car hit me. A hit and run. Oh, my uh, oh, neck, all seven vertebrae are injured. I would take 16 hours of surgery, so all surgeons say, no, we can't do that because I'm 79 years old. 
and my arms are injured, my legs are injured from that, but the worst is my back. A part of my spinal yeah. column from that is separated over to the left, and I have a great deal of pain. And so I was focusing on what you might be able to help me with on my back, number one, and my neck, holding my head up. Absolutely. You know, thanks so much for calling, Kay. I, the two things that I really want you to work with is utilizing color works with what color do I need to align my spine and whatever colors, you know, come through, take it straight up your, your spine and, um, and up the back of your neck and out through the top of your head and, and really work with that because it will realign, assist in the realignment. The other thing that's just imperative that you work with is removing the trauma of the car accident because that trauma is really, really vocal right now in your body. And so, you know, using color or tone, it would be, you know, what color, what tone do I need to remove the trauma from the car accident and, um, and work with those. And I would work with those for, you know, 30 days, 60 days. When your back starts feeling better and starts healing a little bit, then I would go to uh, moving into the core of why um, your back was so fractured. I mean, we know the accident, um, you know, was indicative of the fractures, but what was stored in there before the accident. But first and foremost, work with aligning your back and work with um, removing the trauma. If there's still a fair amount of pain, what what color do you need um, to remove 90% of the pain. Um, and so really start working with the back. Understand, you know, you may be 79 years young, but you can do so much with your body. So so start really, honestly, start working with those things, but you need to get the trauma out before you can start moving into, um, into the emotion that created it to begin with. What determines the color, the individual or the illness? The individual, absolutely the individual. And again, the colors change so dramatically when you're inhaling um, because your body needs so many different frequencies at one moment. Um, so we're really taking if we, you know, we, we know that we're not solid, you know, that, that everything is made up of particles. So when that color is coming through, it's readjusting those particles and so it needs a different frequency every second, every millisecond, it'll be coming through. People will see colors that we don't have on our spectrum. Um, you know, it's, it's really amazing on how they move it. But the color is indicative of the breath that they're taking, the question that they're asking, and the individual. Patty, is your um, book, God Within, still available to people? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is still uh, right up there in the ranks. It's uh, on Amazon and Barnes and & Nobles and in bookstores across the country. And would you spell out your website for folks? Yes, it's pattyconklin.com, and that's P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N.com. Patty, thank you. This was your first time on the program, and you did a simply wonderful job. Thank you so much, George. I really appreciate being here. All right. You take care of yourself. Patty Conklin. And uh, this, of course, being our special Memorial Day program for you, uh, which has been so important to so many people. But I want you to remember, and I'm sure most of you do, that this special day is not just a day of holiday barbecuing. 
It's to remember the men and women who lost their lives in conflict, in battle, for us. These are people that we'll never forget. He was getting old and punchy, and his hair was falling fast, and he sat around the Legion telling stories of the past, of a war that he had fought in and the deeds that he had done and his exploits with his buddies. They were heroes, everyone. And though sometimes to his neighbors his tales became a joke, all his buddies listened, for they knew where if he spoke. But we'll hear his tales no longer, for old Bob has passed away, and the world's a little poor, for a soldier died today. And now he won't be mourned by many, just his children and his wife, for he lived an ordinary, very quiet sort of life. He held a job, he raised a family, quietly going on his way, and the world won't notice passing, though a soldier died today. You know, when politicians leave this earth, their bodies lie in state, while thousands note their passing and proclaim that they were great. Papers tell of their life stories from the time that they were young. The passing of a soldier, it goes unnoticed and unsung. The politician's stipend and the style in which he lives are sometimes disproportionate to the services that he gives, while the ordinary soldier who offered up his all is paid off with a medal, and perhaps a pension, small, so it's easy to forget them, for it was so long ago that our Bobs and Jims and Johnnies and Jessicas went to battle, but we know. It was not the politicians with their compromise employees who won for us the freedom that our country now enjoys. Now, should you find yourself in danger with your enemies at hand, would you really want some cop-out with his ever-waffling stand? Or would you want a soldier who has sworn to defend his home, his kin, his country, and fight until the end? It was just a common soldier, and his ranks are growing thin, but his presence should remind us that we may need his like again. When his countries are in conflict... Then we find the soldier's part is to clean up all the troubles that the politicians start. If we cannot do him honor while he's here to hear the praise, then at least let's give him homage at the ending of his days. Perhaps just a simple headline in the paper that might say, Our country is in mourning, for a soldier died today. We shall never, ever forget. Thank you to all of you who have served continue to serve, and those of you who gave your lives for us. For Dan Galanti, Tom Danheiser, Lisa Lyon, Lex Lonehood, Sean LaDessour, Stephanie Smith, Chris Burroughs, Tim Benall, George Knapp, and Ian Punnett, I'm George Norrie, somewhere out there on Coast to Coast AM. We'll see you on our next edition. Until then, be safe, everyone.